Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. This morning I was in church teaching on Jeremiah chapter 33, and something came up that has come up before, whether it's through teaching or through studying or when I'm writing, and that's the idea that the Old Testament is not over yet. Now, I probably should clarify, chronologically yes, the Old Testament is over. The Old Testament ended generations in time before the events recorded in the New Testament began. However, there are promises to God's people in the Old Testament that have yet to be fulfilled. Some think that Christians replaced the Jews as God's chosen people. So once Jesus came, we know he came for the Jews first and then for the Gentiles. So once Jesus came and was rejected by his people, salvation was available to all. The scriptures tell us that grafting in the Gentiles to that vine, that lineage of King David, the purpose of that was to draw the Jews to jealousy, that they would see what these Gentiles have and that it would bring them toward their God, the one true God, that it would cause them to realize who Messiah is. And the key is right there. The key is that those who have come to faith in God through Jesus Christ, They have been grafted in. They haven't replaced the Jews. There are many Jewish people who have yet to recognize that Jesus is Messiah. They're still God's chosen people. When we read the Old Testament, particularly if we look at Jeremiah 33, we will see promises, covenants in there that have yet to be fulfilled. Now we know that God is faithful. In Jeremiah 33, he says that his covenant can be broken only if we can stop the sun and the moon from doing what he's designed them to do. He has a covenant with the sun and the moon. He has a required order for the moon and the stars. And unless one of us can actually put a stop to that, his covenants can't be broken. That means it's impossible. So when we were reading today in church, This chapter brought to mind again the fact that there are Old Testament promises that have yet to be fulfilled. And to whom will they be fulfilled? Well, who received those promises? With whom did God make covenants? In Jeremiah 33, it says that there will come a day when Judah will be saved. And the question is, has that happened yet? And if that has not happened yet, and I would say that it has not happened yet, That means that there's Old Testament prophecy that's still waiting. It's still in the works. Some people barely even get into the Old Testament. Their focus is the New Testament. Their focus is maybe not even the New Testament as a whole, but even just the Gospels is really where they go for a lot of their teaching, for a lot of their word, a lot of the spiritual food that we're supposed to be eating regularly. But the Old Testament, I feel like it's a misnomer. I mean, all of the Bible's old. All of Scripture's old. We can't say that there's some Old Testament that was good for a time or for a period or for a purpose. And then we have now this New Testament, which is really going to be our focus. Because even though we're still living in the time of the New Testament, because the events in that last book haven't all come to pass, right? Hasn't happened yet. So we're still living chronologically in a time before then. I would say that in many ways we're still living in the shadow of the Old Testament because again, God's chosen people, Israel and Judah, are still waiting 
for certain promises to be fulfilled. And you might say, okay, well, if that's the case, what's the point? What does it matter? What does it matter to me, a Gentile who's become a Christian and never was a Jew? What does it matter to me? Why do I need to know this? I would say primarily, it's a point of prayer. What do we want more than anything in the world? We want Christ to return and set everything straight. We want restoration of all creation. We want eradication of sin and evil and darkness and pain and all of those things. We want Jesus to establish that everlasting kingdom and correct everything that's wrong. Well, part of the prophecies in the Old Testament focus on just that. Part of the prophecies in the Old Testament focus on this idea of Aliyah, the Jews making Aliyah return back to their homeland, the promised land, the land that God gave to them. His land he gave to them. It's not just dirt. It matters. Spiritually, it certainly matters. So the Old Testament gives us these pictures, just like Revelation and just like a lot of the New Testament, of what will come to pass before Christ returns, when Christ returns. And for us, those all should be prayer points. Do we want Jesus to come back? Certainly. Then we should pray for these things to come to pass that Jesus would return. Beyond that focus of prayer, I think it's also important for us to realize that the Old Testament is not irrelevant or in any way antiquated compared to the New Testament. I mean, the Holy Scriptures all exist for the same purposes. For knowledge, obviously. For wisdom, for encouragement. For all kinds of things that benefit us. And yes, it might be really tough to read through the Levitical law and get anything out of it, but that doesn't mean that there are portions of scripture that we just put aside because maybe they don't matter as much as other portions of scripture. The word of God is alive, it's living, it's breathing. The Holy Spirit can give us new meaning, new revelation every time we open it up, no matter what we're reading. And there is value in all of it. I would challenge you when you read the scriptures to really pay attention to things like that which is yet to be fulfilled, Old Testament and New Testament, and to make those things a point of prayer. We want God's kingdom advancing. We want his son returning soon. We want every promise of his to come to pass. We know he's faithful. We know he cannot break his covenants. We know that we've been grafted in as his chosen people. And those Jews who have yet to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, as Messiah, but who will do so in time, are our brothers and sisters. It is our duty and our privilege to pray for their salvation and to pray for the day that these promises would be fulfilled for them. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you specifically for your words of prophecy that you would tell us and show us what's ahead, what will come to pass, that you would give us focus for our prayers, God, that you would speak your promises to give us encouragement, God, to give us hope for the future. Father, we ask, Lord, that you give us understanding of those things in your word that we might not understand right now. Father God, I ask that you would direct us to go through your word, God. Show us, Lord, where we should be focusing our prayer, God. And wherever lacking, God, give us a heart for your people, just like yours, Lord. 
that we would want them to receive the promises you've made, God, that we would want Judah, that we would want Israel to come to salvation, saving knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ, their Messiah. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.